Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Road to the Ashes on SEN and Talk Sport. You're with Simon O'Donnell, Steve Harmison. Thanks to Australian Made. Look for the green and gold kangaroo. Well, a gentleman that will be wearing the green and gold right through the Ashes series is Alex Kerry, the Australian wicket keeper. And we welcome Alex to uh, the road to the Ashes, which I have no doubt he is genuinely excited about. Alex, welcome to you. No, thanks for having me on. I I'm certainly am excited and to speak to you guys and um, hear some stories. It's going to be great. Right, we've got a fair Dickham series coming up uh, starting on June 16 over in England because Stuart Broad said the series that uh, you smashed them in and you made you debut in the Ashes in 21-22, that was, that was void, mate. Didn't take place. <laughs> oh, look, I, I certainly, um, uh, I guess, felt the, the Ashes rivalry and to, yeah, make my debut um, in Test cricket in, yeah, in such a, I guess, um, loved rivalry and, and one that is heavily watched um, is something that I'll never forget. And I guess for me um, personally to to win an Ashes in that first series I played was um, something I'll never forget. So, um yeah, I don't think we saw it like that. We were obviously, um, yeah, pretty excited to to get the uh, the series win, and and no doubt looking forward. This one's going to be a bit different. Um, played over in England, the way that they're playing at the moment, it's going to be super exciting to watch. But uh, you should have been uh, very proud of your achievements too. Uh, just quickly, what's your first memory of the Ashes? Has it always been you're a dual sports person? You played Aussie Rules footy here for our worldwide audience that may not know that. Um, you you were a, a star at cricket from a very young age as well. D- do you have an endearing memory of when the Ashes started to make sense to you as a cricketer, as a youngster? Um, I don't know when it sort of clicked. I guess um, I've got an older brother and we always played backyard cricket and of course, being the younger brother, I was um, the Poms, and he was he, he was allowed to be the Aussies. So I was playing against him as, um, you know, I guess, the, the rivals now. Uh, but that's the way it was. He was the older brother, and he got to choose he, who he wanted to be. Um, so I, I guess you, as a youngster, you're just playing, and you're like, yeah, cool, no worries. I'll be this team. I'll be that team. Uh, and then you, you start to, to grow into playing some... Um, I guess, more senior cricket and you understand what it means and the rivalry, what it means. And then you see the Ashes series in the past. Um, I guess, yeah, the Poms coming out to Australia and you get to go and watch a few games and then you see it on TV and you get to sit up until sort of 10 o'clock at night and Dad lets you watch a bit. Um, And it starts to grow. And, yeah, I I guess now um, being able to play in one was, like I said, something I'll never forget. Um, But, yeah, I I guess some, some early memories... Um, yeah, seeing the heartbreak in, in 2005, um, watching Adam Gilchrist at the at the Wacker taking on Monty Panesar and scoring that amazing century. There are just some things that sort of stick out. But um, there's so much history and, yeah, to be a part of it is something that yeah, I'm, I'm super uh, privileged and honoured to do. 
you mentioned that. <clears throat> yeah, I mentioned that Adam Gilchrist and Monty Panesar in 2006-7. I was on a boundary for that. And Alex and I thought that I thought the the roof of my mouth was was going to get sunburned. It was that wide open as the ball kept going flying over my head. And it, it, there's so many memories of 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 the Ashes. And what are you looking forward to to making your own memories? Because this has been a different England side since you last played them. Do you get carried right. away in trying to? be like England, the way they've been playing? Or have you got plans that you think, right, this is how we are going to go and we're going to block it out? You know, has there been conversations or is that yet to come? No, you, you are spot on. I think those conversations will start, well, probably have um, been taking place with the, you know, the, 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 um, the coach, the captains and uh, analytics. Um, for us players, we'll... We've got a bit of training together in the next couple of weeks up in Brisbane. Um, so to start to, to talk about and put the language together up there, there's some guys over in England playing at the moment and we'll all come together before that World Test Championship um, and have our focus you know, solely on, on that game. But with the eye to the, to the first Test match, um, yeah, we, we know and we've heard some stuff in the media, what it, you know, the wickets might be like and the boundaries, etc., um, the way that you know you guys are playing at the moment is um, it is eye catching and yeah I, I hope and I know that we'll be uh, really prepared. Um, I, you know I'd, I'd like to think we're not surprised now that the way that uh, they'll come out and play and then yeah it's a matter of us to to back our skills as well to to combat that um, and, and which you know the the tactical stuff will sort of start to take place over the next couple of weeks but. Yeah, I don't. I don't see us falling into um, you know our batters going out and and trying to score at the same rate. We all do it differently. We've had some serious success in the last eighteen to twenty four months playing you know the style that we want to play in different conditions and um, lucky enough to be rewarded with a, a spot in the World Test Championship. So yeah, we're excited. Like I said, to um, to come over in in now their backyard and, and take on a team that's playing. Um, some yeah, some really eye-catching cricket, um, and you know, as a player, it's it's just going to be, it's going to be a hot contest, and and I'm you know I'm smiling just thinking about that first test. Alex, do you make any sort of adjustments to your technique, uh, the way you play, going onto different surfaces surfaces over in the UK? Because it is very different to home. You know, the the, the pace, the bounce are, are are quite different to what you experience here. On your home decks, yeah, it's probably something to um, yeah stay open-minded about and uh, speak to the senior guys and the players that have spent a fair bit of time over there. I know it's different, but I spent um, 2019. We had the One Day World Cup, so I guess getting a feel a little bit for conditions. The ball is a different colour, obviously, and a different make. But to then go and play a little bit of um, red ball cricket at Sussex. Uh, in between some T20. So I guess having a few trips over there is a good understanding of what um, conditions are potentially like. And then it's, yeah, just tweaking, um, you know, little parts of my game. We're lucky enough to have Michael Divinuto, our batting coach, who spent so much time at Surrey. Uh, Some players in Marnus who have done so well over there, and Steve Smith. Um, so, you know, yeah, I think those conversations will naturally happen. And, and once we have, you know, sort of 10 days lead up to that first test or the, the test championship, we'll be able to, to get a bit more of a feel for it. 
Um, but yeah, I think as well for me, a lot of it is around mindset and, and making sure I'm in a you know a positive mindset to go out and play. Batting at number seven, you you're hopefully in a good position. You can move the game forward, and um, you're, if you're in trouble anyway, it's uh, yeah, go out and do your best and try to get them out of trouble. So um, yeah, loving loving playing amongst this team at the moment. The, the dynamic of the group and Usman Kawaza, who will face you know 300 plus balls to a Travis Head will. Face sixty balls and they'll probably end up with the same same score at the end of it. Is um, yeah, it's great to be a part of. And as, and as a wicketkeeper, Alex, have you have you spoke to anybody taking any advice about keeping in England? Because like Simon mentioned, it's different. The ball bounces the ball, but the ball's different. It wobbles around. Lords is completely different. Edge Baston, Edge Baston's completely different to Old Trafford. And you know, you, you create a few more chances as a, as as a bowling unit. But from a keeper's point of view, you stand in a completely different spot. Are you have you taken any advice about playing in England and also playing in the Ashes where there's there's a crowd? I know Stuart Broad's tongue in cheek, but it was a, it's going to be a hell of a lot different to what it was what it, what, it, what it was in Australia in 2021. No, you're spot on. It's a really good point. I think it's it's hard to to train the um, you know the wobble that. Uh, I guess as keepers, we, we know comes down and, and we make it look a bit silly at times if we don't get a hand on them. But, um, yeah, it's really hard to sort of train that and, and how do you get a ball to wobble with, you know, hits off the bat or throws off a board. It, it just doesn't happen. So um, I think for me, just staying really open-minded, knowing that, you know, there's going to be days where it doesn't look pretty, um, getting in good positions. You, you see some of the techniques of the English keepers and it's completely different to the Aussies. So. Um, yeah, I think adapting uh, as quickly as I can when I get over there, I'll, I'll hopefully have some centre wickets and stand back and open those nets up and catch a few balls from our bowlers. Um, and then from there, just hopefully react well enough that, yeah, if one does wobble my way, that, you know, I move to that and, and I see it and catch it. Um, but it's a really good point you make. It's probably something that, yeah, as as cricket fans, you, you sort of expect the wicket keepers to, to, you know, make it look easy at times. But, um, yeah, it wobbles down and it's like, what are you doing? But um, it's all part of the fun and the, and the praise that the house wicket keepers don't get. Alex, I, I remember years ago um, when you went, I think, to the UAE to experience Indian wickets and at the ICC, they, they have a, a pitches prepared that are you know English wickets and Indian wickets and New Zealand wickets, all sorts of of different surfaces. When you go up to Brisbane, do you have that luxury up at the National Academy? Are Australia able to produce those sorts of wickets? Look, I think as best they can. Um, Yeah, it's hard to replicate the actual, um, I guess, conditions to to a tee. But yeah, NCC do a a fantastic job. They've got red soil. They've got um, the black soil. They've got different types of soils in wickets as well. So preparing for that India tour, we were able to do that a bit. Um, And then, yeah, England, I I guess, is, yeah, it's a tough one. And, uh, you know, you're hearing um, hard and, and fast wickets is what, might be prepared, but if the if the weather's around and the covers have been on on them for weeks, it's hard to to produce wickets like that. So, um, yeah, we're really fortunate. The NCC do an amazing job. You've got so many different opportunities to train on, uh, and you know different types of wickets. And however, the humidity is probably a little bit different to the UK at the moment.
Mate, there's no humidity. I spoke to Harmy earlier. I think he backed me up. He reckons it's about minus two at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> so that's hard Alex, to I live in the north. So probably, Alex, I live in the northeast of England. Country. We've not seen the sun since last June. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe I um yeah, I've got to go down to Tasmania and get some training in or, or you know, those those types of conditions. <laughs> oh we're no, but just make sure you take it for India, but um and go in the saunas, but it's a little bit different than trying to acclimatize for uh, England, sit right. in the air conditioner or the freezer. Mate, take a couple of in long the ice for a week. <laughs> uh, long sleeve jumpers will be uh, part of the day, I I am sure when you first arrive over there in England. Alex, we really we, we wish you well. There's, there's massive expectations we build into this Ashes series of uh, of 2023 and um, 21, 22. It wasn't it wasn't void. Take uh, great memories from that, and we look forward to to five really competitive Test matches over the next few months. No, they certainly will be, and uh, I know um, you know myself as a cricketing fan. It'll be you know for the spectators to, to come along and make some noise and the um, yeah the Australian fans back here to, to tune in because it's going to be very exciting to watch, no doubt. And, um, yeah, great to chat, guys, and hopefully catch up soon. Good on you. Alex Kerry joining us here, He's the back. Australian wicket keeper. Uh, great to, to hear from him as he prepares for the Ashes of 2023. This is The Road to the Ashes on SEN and Talk Sport, and we'll be back with more shortly.